Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Recorded live. Welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to T25CL Galaxy Talk Radio. Here at Roswell's Corner. Uh, wow, you know what? I was just, I was just, uh, Sidetrack right now, ladies and gentlemen, with a, a great show I was listening to, <clears throat> uh, Yvette Carnell's uh, radio show. Oh, man, we got to listen to this sister because uh, her and her partner are down, and it, it talks all about the, the economy and about the, the financial situation of, of we as minorities, and if you haven't listened to it, uh, you need to listen to this young lady because she is off the chain. I was listening to it, and I'm going to go back and listen to some more because it talks about the financial structure and everything that's going on. But, yeah, let me start with show. <laughs> let me start with show, ladies and gentlemen, because this is Rosal here at Rosal's Corner. Welcome to my corner, everybody, where we discuss everything from politics to health and wellness to uh, entertainment to uh, everything across the nation, and especially this political race, this presidential race that is uh, now over, but a lot of people don't want it to be, <clears throat> lightly, rightly so. So, but anyway, that's everybody's opinion. Um, but I want you to know that, hey, T25CL, we're an innovative company. We do uh, global distribution for independent music artists. And if you want to come on to on board to T25CL, Go to our website at www.t25cl.com and look, fill out the artist registry. Give us some information about who you are and what you're looking, what you're planning to do with your with your life, with your talent, okay? Because we are more than happy to assist you in getting the word out there with distribution, okay? We're a distrib- distributing company. All right, so now I'm going to go ahead and get started because there's a lot of Things I wanna I wanna go through, but I I know I got my girls on the line, so I'm just gonna open it up. I know I got Lisa and Alex on the line. You there? Yes, yes. Good night. How are you? I am great. I am great. And where are you now? You're on a you're on a world tour somewhere. I'm on a world tour. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm in Pennsylvania. For a few days. All right, all right. You're you're on your work. All right, very good. You're doing the good for the people. All right, awesome, awesome. And Lisa, you're there as well, right? Yes, I'm here. Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you for joining me tonight, my beautiful daughters. Okay, so now, what I am going to do because I want to just open up because I know with our shows and our radio shows and everything that's been going on with the news. And all the uh, the rallies and 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 um, uh, the stages of people, you know, saying this is not my president. They they want to do you want to recount of the vote? <clears throat> uh, so much going on within this nation, and even with the people. 
um, someone was told um, she was uh, outside visiting. She was a radio announcer. She was somewhere visiting another country. And when she was visiting another country, they just, um, I think it was Italy or somewhere like that, and they looked her in the face and said, you know that your, your country is the laughing stock of the world? And it made her so embarrassed, which, of course, you know, hey, you know what these United States have been going through. But what I wanted to touch on, because there are eight surprising economic effects of this 2016 presidential campaign and everything that has taken place. And I want to go over it because it was very interesting because we talk about what's going on right now and what went on already, okay? The election is over. The tallies have come in. Uh, the stone has been laid. Um, they're getting ready to walk into the White House and uh, and already a whole lot of whole lot of stuff is going on already that's turning topsy turvy. That's turning this Republican um, Republican Party upside down uh, with Trump and already his demands for um, security. Um, security release for uh, his kids, well, his son-in-law, let's put it that way. But let me go over this first because I wanted to go over um, these, the economic effects that has taken place with this. And this, this is a great issue. This is a great topic that um, that was brought up. See, there is always an uptick in anxiety and uncertainty during a presidential election year, and this year has not been any different, okay? I mean, after all, there's a chance that the person you prefer to be in the country's next leadership will not win, which we already know, and that you'll have to put up with the next four years, which we already know, uh, with someone, with somebody you already loathe, which we already know. Um, it's largely because of such uncertainty and tension that something we might call and this is what a lot of people call the election year effect that takes place. Everybody knows when there's an election year, there's so much tension, so much rhetoric, so much campaigning, so much um, uh, ugly heads coming up out of the woodwork type of thing that goes on during the year. And this year was a primary example. Now, for example, election years generally coincide with increasing spending on hmm, holidays like no, not even holiday. Like on Halloween, uh, for the sake of escapism, you know, people say, right, "Let me just let me go trick or treating. Let me put on a costume." And just, matter of fact, they even had a Trump costume. Hello, somebody. Uh, let's let me go out trick or treating. I, I need to escape from all this stuff that's going on. Okay, as well as, as a, a decrease in home purchase because of the reluctance to drop big bucks. And this was on the news just today. How people dropped so much money into homes. Well, these homes weren't developed right. They weren't built right, and they were falling apart. Beautiful on the outside, horrible on the inside. But when they drop these big bucks with so much is up in the air, so much is at stake, during the especially tense and coarse, I mean, this, this Trump and Clinton election year was, I mean, it turned everybody topsy-turvy. But the campaign's effect on a wide range of issues and industries may be particularly 
uh, up upside down, uh, topsy turvy. Um, even Trump would say it's huge. It's huge. But here are some surprising ways that election years and the ugly election year of 2016 in particular are credited with having an impact. Okay, there's so many things that have gone on. Okay, let's let's go. Let's start with this. Let's start with shopping. Okay. Now, with shopping, retailers are known for spreading the blame around when sales are subpar because, well, they often don't tell the retailers or tell the investors that the executives in charge simply made some bad decisions. That's typical. This past spring, Macy's said the strength of the American dollar and the corresponding diminished buying capacity of foreign tourists was a major factor in flagging store sales. Target pointed to the declining interest in Apple devices as a reason why sales had slumped in 2016. So like unseasonably warm or cold weather is routinely blamed for underwhelming sales of a wide range of goods, you know, coats and hats and that kind of stuff, including cars. Uh, like I said, you know, wear Closure wear, home improvement supplies, and all that kind of stuff, okay? The largest excuse for poor sales, according to a recent Bloomberg story, is the 2016 election. Now, let that sit for a minute. To hear retail executives tell it, the battle for the presidency between Republican Donald Trump and between Hillary was causing the Americans to put off buying everything from romance novels at Barnes and Nobles to jeans from the Gap and um, pretty old burritos at Taco Bell. But the story still goes on. And it goes on to explain this. The theory is that consumers are so glued to their TV sets, keeping up to the speed on election news, that they don't have the time to hit them all. Hello, somebody. Either that or the campaign has left them so depressed, so despondent, and stressed that they're not in the mood to go shopping or to even go out because people are so worried or were worried about the income, I mean, of the outcome of the election. So now we know the outcome. So many things have happened. American consumers are, are expected to spend, I don't know, so much money, billions of dollars on, on, on uh, Halloween this year, according to the National Retail Federation, which they already did. It came and come. Now Thanksgiving is coming up. But the forecast calls for the average participant to spend $82.93 on the holiday, okay, compared to 75 back in 2015. But the spending capacity has gone down, okay? And perhaps the increase in the escapism fund uh, shouldn't come as a surprise, uh, given how tense and unpleasant this 2016 presidential campaign has been, okay? So you go on and go on, and even with the Christmas, uh, hey, watching football, you know, if there's one thing even more surprising than a slowdown in Christmas is that Americans are watching less professional football. But they're more watching what, what, what was going on with these campaigns. 
So, so much has taken place, and you can realize that it has taken a hard hit on the American economy. Um, I, I want to go back to listen to this young lady, Yvette, because she was really hitting on the economy and how, you know, people were coming in, buying and, and, and getting loans, micro loans compared to your macro loans and the investments and the infrastructure of the banks and how people are controlling the banks and the main gentleman who's even controlling our head of all the banks on an international level is Steve Bannon, who is now being uh, uh, um, put into office by Donald Trump. So you got all this going on when you talk about the economy. So I know I've been going on for a minute, for a minute, but I want my girls to chime in because there's so much that needs to be talked about when we talk about how this election has really just filtered down, trickled down, and has affected the average American. So, Alex, let me start with you. What, what do you think? What's really going on? Well, I mean, hate has uh, walked into the White House or is about to on January 21st, right? I mean, mm-hmm. since, you know, during this year and a half, during the campaign cycle and now post-election, you could see the vitriol of of the type of people that we are expecting to take over this White House in January. Um, it's it's you know it's shown America's ugly face, and um, you know unfortunately we're caught up in the crosshairs of it as a people. Uh, the one the one takeaway that I would say is that you know there's some things that give you pause, especially over this last week. If you think about the type of people that this president-elect Trump, I can't even believe I'm saying that, um, <laughs> is um, working on with his transition team to put in office. You talked about Steve Bannon. He was the uh, head of Breitbart News, the alt-right, ultra-alt-right news station, right? And and then when you think about this Steve Bannon, you have to think about his agenda and what he's actually done to other people before. Right, so um, he was very instrumental, Breitbart, um, Bannon, I forgot who it was, that he he actually took this person down, and it was talked about earlier this week in the news, he was instrumental in using his news uh, outlet to to demonize this particular person. It was, I can't remember the name of the person it was, it'll come to me later. He took them down out of office. From the things was that it, he spewed. Was it Eric Holder? Uh, no, it wasn't Eric Holder. Eric, because okay. Eric Holder is, is still has in, in he has some capacity in office still, right? He he was exactly. able to remember, remember they yeah. they hijacked mm-hmm. his position. He couldn't leave mm-hmm. office, you know, when he wanted to because of uh, because they delayed the nomination of Loretta Lynch. But mm-hmm. Steve Bannon, if you really read into that guy. That guy is the cogwheel behind Trump and and a lot of the stuff that he's doing, um, you know, right now with this transition team. And we really need to look into this guy. I was listening to Bloomberg News, I think it was last night, and there's a reporter that's followed uh, this guy for the last nine years, right? It's the Steve Bannon. And Mm -hmm. the things that he said about this man and what um, what he's capable of, what his history is, it's something that gave me pause. I was shook after I listened to that. Um, my thing is that, you know, uh, I wasn't really a fan of Hillary, 
Um, and, you know, we talked about this a few shows ago that, you know, Hillary was kind of seen as the lesser of two evil, maybe like the status quo, and we were mm-hmm. going to settle with her, right? Not that yes. she was going to, not that she was going to give us anything because she, I don't think she was going to, our hope was that we were going to hope that the people that were in her, in her surroundings would hold her accountable to some of the things that she said, but it was just a hope, right? Um but this guy right here is is I don't know I'm I'm really worried. Um, I think that over the next four years we really need to start from now, uh, start organizing, uh, look within our communities and ourselves. You know, all of us that have some means, right, and and try to do something for ourselves as a community. And one thing that Someone said some time ago, we need to ask for things. If we're going to give someone our vote, they better be giving us something back. We can't keep voting for people and not asking for what we need because that's our problem. That's my spiel. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, they with Steve, even with Steve Bannon, he, he calls himself a Leninist, okay? And the, the writers even say witness the Chernobyl over Steve Bannon, who will be the president-elect. Trump's chief strategist, okay, his chief strategist, and you know, I, I don't, I don't know um, the the total effect that this nation will come to. I know that it's um, um, what we can look at and say, you know, I can't really fathom what is going on, um, but we see what's going on. We see everything unfolding because, you know, as liberals have even assailed him as a white supremacist and an anti-Semitic. So you have this going on with um, Steve Bannon. Um, But go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. No, no, no. I was was just, um, actually, that was one of the things uh, that really, gave me uh some some something to really um go back and research on this guy because I think we you know when you think about the uh, the chief strategist of a president that is someone who is very instrumental in a lot of the decision making that that president does and if you think about a person like him um being that person you know it, it's very concerning um you know because his idea of of what's what he wants. Oh yes, this is what it is. <laughs> now I remember. Mm-hmm. So their agenda. They have an agenda, and that was what they were talking about on Bloomberg News last night. Is that their agenda for this this uh, uh, cycle that we're going to go through in the next four years is to move America to more of a nationalist agenda, meaning that you know you you know we were kind of inching towards globalization before we were going to do a lot more things on the world market. Well, they're threatening to pull out of the Iran deal. They're threatening to pull out of a lot of uh, the the global uh, climate um, agreement that we had with China. I mean, there's a lot of things that are affected by their agenda, right? And this guy is very instrumental behind it. Uh, Not to mention, also in addition to Steve Bannon, you got to think about Rudy Giuliani. Oh. This guy is um, 
is is being considered to be the Secretary of State for uh, this, this administration. You know, and if you know anything about that guy, he um, he he wants to immediately put stop and frisk back. You know, he uh, has a very terrible history of uh, racism. It's 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 worrisome. That's all I gotta say. I'm I, I can't even get my thoughts together because there's so many things that are going on right now. Uh, that mm-hmm. and oh, going back to Steve Bannon, you know he was a Goldman Sachs. Um, he was a Goldman Sachs uh, leader at one point, right? So he retired. He left Goldman Sachs and went to Breitbart News. And uh, so Trump talks about his Wall Street, him being against Wall Street. He just put Wall Street right next to him, and the next year over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there, exactly. There, there, there's a lot going on. And I know I know Lisa could speak to this because she's been she's been really keeping up with with uh, what's been going on you know post election. So I would love for her mm-hmm. to give her yes, input. Yes, because I I know I, I know she's waiting in the wings, chomping at the bit because I know she was we were sharing so much earlier. And Lisa, I'm gonna give you the floor. Go ahead because I know you saw so much. Well, no, actually, Alex is such a excellent job. She covers so many of all the points of, you know, the concern that comes with, you know, this man becoming president. But I do take, you know, comfort in a little thing that, as you mentioned, Yvette Carnell, she's a wonderful um, a lady that I think everyone mm-hmm. should listen to. But she Definitely. gave me a little comfort in saying that, you know, we we got to wait and see. You know, we can't jump to conclusions just yet because you never know how, you know, he moves once he gets in there. So let's not panic just yet. Well, do you believe, and I'll pose this question to the both of you, do you believe that uh, it's no longer be going to be the status quo? Do you think that he is really going to just shake up everything? Because, I, I mean, he's getting ready to shake up the Supreme Court, Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the U.S. Supreme Court, um, you know, this means that a return to the status quo is is, is not going to take place, uh, you know, for the last 44 years, you know, at least for now. The seat that a Republican Senate has kept vacant since the death of, of um, uh, Justice uh, Antoine Scalia in February will be filled by a nominee who trumps has promised, will be cut from the same cloth as Scalia, pro-life. Um, uh, he, he has released at least 21 potential uh, justices uh, screened by the conservative, uh, conservative, uh, conservative, I can't even get it out right, the Conservative uh, Federalist Society of Heritage Fund, and should have little difficulty winning con- confirmation from a Senate still controlled by the Republicans. But the only immediate result would be the restoration of a five-justice majority of Republican nominees that prevail, you know, from from his death, you know. But it's it's him going in here, he's going to have control of the Supreme Court, the, the of course, the Senate, the Republicans, I mean, the Re- Republicans are, are at the wheel right now. So let me ask you this. I'll pose this to you. I mean, like Lisa was saying, okay, 
all right, let's, let's just see what this guy's going to do, okay, because, okay, he is a businessman. He knows how to make money. He knows how to do finagle here, finagle that, even though he had four bankruptcies and he still hasn't released his taxes yet. And, and he got away with $93 million without paying, you know, uh, without paying the tax, any tax, income tax. So you got all this going on. And you've got this kind of man who's walking into the doors of the White House. He is so far from our history of presidents that, okay, wow, he definitely speaks his mind. He is definitely a, a boss, wants to tell people what to do. Um, I heard someone say, um, someone who knows him very well, he is thin-skinned and likes to have his own way. So with that being known about Trump and so much other that we don't probably even know, what do you think? How do you see this nation surviving? <laughs> Let's put it that way. I'll start with you, Alex. What do you see? How do we? How do we? How do we think this nation is uh, is going to be divided with uh, the, the mm-hmm. different type of philosophy of this man? Yeah, you might say huh. that. Yeah, yeah. Um. Well, I mean, we're already seeing it, right? So uh, we're seeing, you know, this emboldened attitude of people who felt like they were in the shadows. That's what they say. They were in the shadows. They were the forgotten ones. So now they have a representative of themselves. That's what they think, right, in this mm-hmm. guy. And so they, they've been emboldened. They're going out there doing things that, that they've been feeling for a long time, you know. <laughs> um, so yeah. that's 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 one example of 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 you know uh, that's that's how you how do you, how do you say it now? That is one example of of what what happened as a result of this election going the way it did, right? Um, it's 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 going to be interesting to see. I don't think that there'll be as happy with him as they were during the campaign because even after he, um, very shortly after he got um, voted in, um, you, you you heard some of his remarks, right? So he kind of doubled back on some of the things that he was saying throughout his campaign. He backed off of it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that, you know, when he starts implementing his new policies and and his agenda for his um, election cycle. That I think that they're not going to be very happy with him. Right now, they're euphoric. They're doing a lot of stuff, right? They happy. They man one, and they out there beating us up and doing all. Well, they can't beat me up, but they are. They're doing a lot. They are doing a lot of stuff. Um, so I think that's just that's just a, a little peek at what we're going to be experiencing over the next four years um, with him. And, and like Lisa said, we we have to wait and see with him. Um, but we, as a, when I say we, I'm talking about black folks. We cannot wait for him because you know even though he makes all these promises, just like every other president in the past. Uh, they have not come to fruition, so we got to stop waiting because the more we wait, the more we get left behind. And, you know, mm-hmm. I'm always preaching that message. It's like we need to stop waiting for somebody, for these people to give us stuff. We need to demand stuff from mm-hmm. them, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Um, we need to have a list. I'm like, like when you go shopping, you don't go shopping just for your – I'm just going to go shopping to the supermarket. 
I got a list. I need sugar, cream, coffee, eggs. That's what we need. We need a list for them because there's a lot of stuff that's been going on. We need to address systematic racism. We need to implement uh, programs that are that are geared towards us because, you know, you can't run a race when everybody else already started the race a long time before you. We need help, and we need to demand that. And that's what I think we need to do over these next four years with this administration and any administration that comes after him. And that's been a key issue with us, um, <clears throat> excuse me, as um, African-Americans, as black people, is that we need to be able to stand up and demand what we are, what we have a right to. I know that, you know, some people can say, uh, well, do you really have a right? Yes, we have a right. I mean, you think about our history and what we've been through. Um, I got a call on from Southern California. Caller, give us your name. Where are you calling in from? Joe Knowledge, South Central LA. Joe Knowledge, what's on? What's going on, my brother? How are you? The West is woke. The West is woke. West is woke. <laughs> All right, give us your 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 take on this election year and what has really transpired, and you know what do you see? Well, you know, I was told before Obama even came in office that he was technically supposed to be like the last American president, literally, because there's a lot of changes going on. Um, you got California threatening to to separate from the union we call the United yeah. States of America. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Each state is, is its own country, and it has its own constitution. And they all to join together under the union we call United States of America, which is a corporation. So people are talking about, uh, I think Texas is for the first ones that brought that up. You know, I didn't know what they were talking about back then. I hadn't really looked into it, but now that I'm hearing more about it, now California jumped on the bandwagon, especially with Trump going into office. Everybody is looking like, what is America thinking? I'm talking about all around the world. The man got over 200-something out-of-court settlements. I'm just saying, four bankruptcies, failed businesses, schools, everything he touched went downhill. But he knew how to do the bankruptcies and all of that, or at least the people he paid to do it knew how to do it Mm -hmm. and was Mm -hmm. able to retain everything that he secured under, you know, before he uh, went bankruptcy. So he got the image of a businessman, but really, I mean, he's one of the biggest con men in the world, and now he's our president. Wow, how we do that one? But they pulled the rug from under under Hillary because her dealings overseas is real shady. Uh, they they really really got issues. She got issues with other countries. She to kind of like campaign for some wars to start. You know, people being bombed and stuff. They was naming off a bunch of different incidents. I can't remember them per se. You know, each one individually. I didn't write it down. But they was naming all the stuff she was involved in. And uh, a lot of these countries were angry with her. And uh, then you got countries that don't do business with women, period, anyway, you know. And then somebody was brought up uh, Queen Elizabeth. I said, well, Queen Elizabeth ain't in none of those board meetings. 
I said she's sitting on the mm-hmm. throne chilling. It'd be their mm-hmm. son and Prince uh, Henry and all them cats. Them the ones making the decisions, you know what I'm saying? And uh, 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 that's just like the same with a- African tradition. The woman was the giver of the throne, but she would choose which son would rule the throne. You know, she he ruled the throne, but she was the giver of the throne. And we called her the big mama, the Medea, you know, the oldest woman in the family. It was usually mm-hmm. the matriarch of the family, even in Grandpa's alive. Yeah, that mm-hmm. one, the real mm-hmm. one. Not the Martin yeah. Lawrence or the Tyler Perry one, but the OG one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, but uh, so they pulled the rug from under her because really they set it up for her to win all the way. I mean, Donald Trump was a joke. That's why the electoral vote kind of kicked in and... Literally, you're steering them. They remind me of three-card Molly, you know, where they put the the shell game or whatever. You know, you think it's this one, but they done moved it around. Mm-hmm. So what it was, um, her her stuff was got too bad, and they just had to go on and roll with him. I mean, no matter who you put there, that is just the face on the puppet. It's still 366 people that's sitting on the Senate with lifetime jobs that has to say yay or nay for anything to be passed. So and even, that's even, what I'm, Yeah, well, let me, let me ask you back up, because when you talk about the electoral, vote, electoral votes, and they did the electoral votes for these small, smaller states who, you know, didn't, um, you know, didn't have that many, that much populate, you know, population. And even now, Hillary is getting over a million of, of popular votes. She, you know, she, the, the, what you call it a popular vote. Um, mm-hmm. But only reason Trump was was because the electoral vote. And now they're looking to do, they had Barbara Boxer on the other night. And she said that we should pass it. And, and the electoral vote was uh, something that was established when the Constitution was drawn up way back when, okay? Uh, now she wants to put into law to uh, do away with the electoral vote. Yeah, that so, needs to be done away with. Yeah, so so you have uh, the popular vote still coming in for Hillary, millions, millions of, of votes still coming in for Hillary. But see, my thing is, okay, there's water on the bridge that's spilled milk now, we have to move forward. So how do we move forward with this man in the office? Like Lisa was saying, okay, let's give, let's, okay, let's give, let's give the guy a chance to see what's going to happen. Because um, it, it may be... We have no choice, though. We got no choice but to give him a chance, right? Yeah. Because in a way, in a way... In a way, I understand the electoral vote in a way because sometimes the citizens ain't smart enough to make the right decision. But that no. was from eighteen. That was from the eighteen hundreds. I mean, eighteen hundreds. We didn't have internet. We didn't have TV. We didn't have all these. Yeah, we weren't being swayed. We were being swayed by words back then. Right. Yes. But orally. But now you got all the TV, the propaganda. I mean, really, the only reason why they voted for Hillary and Trump because they was the only two celebrities in the race. You know, they, they, everybody is celebrityism out here. That's why they put him on Apprentice. I've seen how they even made uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. The three movies before he became governor, the first one was Com- Commando, and it was about him and his wife. They was in California, and they saved the world. The next one was The Last American Hero. They changed him from being Terminator to a hero. Then the last one was Kenny Garden Cop. They really softened him up. And then they then he put him in a uh, uh, ref office and won. They like celebrities, 
and they put him in a good light. He wasn't looking like the Terminator no more. That's what they do. They know how to use the tip of TV and everything to manipulate it. So if they feel that it's a lot of backdoor things that's going on with Hillary that the rest of the world don't know about and they can't tell us about because it's top secret, then they have to pull the rug from under and give it to him because they understand the ramifications of what the World War Three damn near about to start and all of that. So I'm just saying it's kind of like a, 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 a safety net in a way for the people who are actually intelligent enough to know what's going on behind closed doors versus the average American citizen who's thinking with their emotions versus their head. Right. And then you got to remember the 13 families that actually rule all of global economy, right? Right. So so you got to think about that. You know, these people are just puppets that are in there for us as a speaker with a limited amount of power. Correct. This is another thing that I, I, I wanted to talk about because, you know, uh, like I was saying, like, Trump is in the office. There's nothing we can do about it now. Um, you know, we just... You know, hope this man makes it to January 20th um, when he actually is all official and, and Obama is gone, you know, and, uh, you know, we pray for our, our brother Barack Obama because, uh, you know, <laughs> we, we was looking at him the other day and you know what, his hair is going black. <laughs> his hair is going black again. <laughs> hey, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, but he ain't got no gray no more. <laughs> excuse me. I had to check I'm that a, out. That was funny. But excuse me, I'm gonna say this though. I won't believe it till I see it. Till the inauguration day is done and we in the next year and he's the actual president because mm-hmm. he has cases hanging over him that can get him impeached. Hillary had cases over her that could have got her impeached. I mean both these guys are like borderline criminals, like really about to go to jail on different stuff. And one of the cases Hillary and uh uh Trump is kinda involved in. Yeah, because, oh. yeah, exactly. And see, with Trump, that the 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 fraud that's going on with that school, that university of his, where he uh, frauded people out of all that money, and then you still have um, those the other yeah. things, those suits coming against him. So, how can you walk into a president? This is what's so so disturbing uh, about our country, but not surprising. Yeah, because. I didn't pick up on it with Al Gore that time with Bush. I, I seen it, but I didn't. I didn't. It's like they did it in plain sight, but I still didn't see it. It was like I seen it, but I didn't see it. This time around, I really see it. Like, wait a minute, the popular vote didn't win, but she won. But he Wait a minute, she meant to tell me they really showing us. They really showing us our vote don't mean nothing as far as the presidency. Now the exactly. issue. These issues is what I kept telling people to focus on the issues, you know, versus the who, what, what, what the next face is going to look like on that puppet. Because it's going to be the same puppet string pullers. It's going to be the same arms, legs. All the body of the government is still going to be there. One of the now, things that uh, they definitely have words in their mouth. Here's one that they got them on, and uh, this was the new marijuana law. And uh, they said if you voted yes to legalize marijuana in Cali, you just voted to ban edibles, to close dispensaries, to stop outdoor growers, to allow authorities to search growers' home at free will for no medical for no medical users to be protected, for taxes to fund a DARE program and that will warn about the dangers of marijuana, for corporations to take over, for GMOs to go into the into the plants, for cities to be able to still keep keep illegal. 
Congratulations. You did not take the time to educate yourself on the difference between Prop 215 current and Prop 64 up for vote or compare Colorado and Washington. Had you done so, you would have known that protecting medical users is more important than being able to purchase a joint at the gas station. No matter how cool it is to say weed is legal, it's not cool when we aren't standing for children who actually need cannabis to survive. Hmm. Exactly, exactly. And you had all so many measures that were passed, um, uh, even the uh, the uh, death penalty, 62, was 62 or 61, that did not pass. They're sticking with the death penalty. Um, so many things. I mean, it's it's mind-boggling. Um the 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 uh, the the stew that's being stirred up in the pot called the United States of America and all that's going into the into this pot and it just seems like uh, what's going to come out of that is just going to will be able to choke a horse. I mean, so much that's going on within this country. But the thing of it is, um, we we want to make it better. We want to make it better. We as individual people need to wake up, wake up, people. So many people did not vote. I mean, they took a tally and they said, oh, you know, just just in one community alone, 9 million people did not vote. And well, that was the worst with, two candidates we ever had. I mean, it, nobody was yeah. in, inspired. No, no one was inspired. But the fact is you should have got out there. Like I was saying, all for this time, you know, let's choose the lesser of two evils. Even though they're both evil, which is which one's the lesser of, of the two? So yeah, but I'm, I'm back peddling. Huh? Dr. Thorne, we don't know. Because, we don't know what's all going on behind closed doors. It's hard to make that correct decision. Right, because you know what? This, even if let's say every let's say everyone that could have voted went out and vote, would it have made a difference with the electoral college? No, have people not getting? That's what I'm getting now. That don't make a difference. Hmm. And, and and I didn't go. I didn't vote this time. I only voted the first Obama thing. You know, this last time I voted was the first Obama election, and that was just to say I voted a black man in, even though I knew it was all a charade from the jump. I said they walking this guy into the White House. Look at the look at it. Look at some movie show, and that's what they did. They walked into the White House. They was trying to walk Hillary into the White House, but some for last that last ended of it, they pulled the rug from under and gave it to Donald Trump to say whatever was going on behind closed doors with these other countries. And I had been seeing little tidbits from different countries that was really having issues with Hillary Clinton. So you know. You know, he was he kind of became the lesser of two evils in that situation. Mm, yeah. Now what he now what he the agenda is always going to be the agenda. You know, you got to realize he's an he, he got he's an employee for a company. You know, so you you're taking orders from the people that hired you. It's just this is how it go. You know, so whatever the agenda is, it's still going to be the agenda. You know, he just get to be the fall guy for the next four to eight years. That's what I call them, fall guys. You know, these people have studied the rise and falls of civilization, and they understand how to keep people from riding and, and going berserk. They they notice that if you have one ruler, just one, for a long period of time, people are going to start 
the anger is gonna build up and the and the and the, and the resistance and next thing you know they fighting the government. But when all your anger get voted away every four to eight years, you make you feel like you started over. Then you get take you another four to eight years to get angry and then you shoo it on out. And your anger go in and you feel like you voted somebody else in when all the time you ain't voted nobody in. It's all a show. My uncle from the military is always saying it's all a show. It's just an illusion. He said everything is an illusion. All these fake Sandy Hook shootings and fake protests. I was in the middle of a fake protest when the boy got shot. Uh, uh, they thought he didn't have a gun, but he come to find out they had videotape of him having a gun. I even knew the little boy. You know what I'm saying? I met him a few times. He was a nice little young man. I didn't even know he was doing it like that. But uh, but uh, I was out there for both them protests, and if that wasn't the fakest stuff I've ever seen in my life, it was like watching those riot videos where the protesters run up to the line, and they holler at the police, and the police stand there, and they change positions. It was the exact same thing, but the only difference was the protesters were supposed to have been the Black Lives Matter group. There was nobody from the community protesting. Everybody from the community was standing around the outskirts looking at them people protest. Because they weren't thinking about no protesting. And I was walking there, and then the dude pulled up with a truck with a band in the back, so people started standing around the truck. You know, it was like bringing a crowd. But the people who came as a, a, in a caravan that was called the Black Lives Matter, I am so disgusted with this situation. They looked so innocent. If you took a picture of them, it was little kids. It was old ladies. These old ladies looked like they just walked out the house and came across the street and started banging on the police. They don't know where them people come from. They they weren't even from there. They were doing it like they was on a job. I seen them fussing at the police for 15 minutes straight. She didn't, her and the, the lady next to her, they didn't look to the left. They didn't look to the right. They didn't turn around like they was talking to anybody. They just did it for 15 minutes straight, and then they looked like looked at their clock. They bagged up. Then two more people came up and took their spot. Then they did their thing for about 10 minutes, and then they bagged up. Then they got back in the position like they were taking turns, like they were tag teaming, taking breaks. I'm like, and then they were saying, then they wrote, they took colored chalk, the, the water chalk, the kind you can wash down with water, and wrote mm-hmm. graffiti everywhere all over the ground. It made it look like graffiti, but it wasn't really graffiti. It was chalk. The next day, people copy, copycat it. Hmm. I'm like, did they just inspire that? Did they just incite that? They wrote, F the police, kill the pigs, whoop, whoop, whoop. They, these innocent-looking people yeah. in here? What? Uh-oh. Wait a yeah. minute. These people wrote that. And they was hollering at the police. Then one person from the neighborhood walked up. He was banging on them. So the other people came out of woodwork on him and said, hey, brother, calm down. Hey, calm down, brother. But they wasn't saying that to the other people. I said, look at this phoniness. Then the very next day, they blocked off the street from 111th, 108th, all the way to 104th. They wouldn't let nobody in the community come join the protest. It was only those Black Lives Matter people that next day. It was like 15 people there. They wouldn't even let the community come get in on it. They had 300 police. They had four police helicopters. And when I seen the news on the, on the, on the news that night, they took a picture down low to make it look like it was a bunch of people. I'm like, mm-hmm. look at this. Then that next day was Sunday. Everybody know on Christian, I mean, on Western Imperial, Sunday is the car show. The cars come through. They do yeah. donuts. Yeah. The, the motorcycles burn rubber. You know, they do that. So a car went by, did a 360, and I watched the news guy get on the thing and said, oh, the, the protesting has turned violent. 
They was doing three, he was doing a three sixty. See, that was a professional insider. You know, you know, he he was insider. He that he was hired to do that. There's well, so look, many, I the, the first day. I'm standing at the barrier. Now, the barrier, I'm going on the opposite side of 108, going towards 111. They have police. We have two police cars a long way across the street on 111. I'm standing down here on 108. I see a car coming from 111 where the police were. He did donuts, too. But, see, that didn't make it to the nose. He did donuts and then went back towards the police. I'm thinking to myself, did they? I know they didn't just let him do that. Like, they must have gave him permission to come do that. To make mm-hmm. it look like it was something violent going on or whatever, I don't know. But all but of thing, it was fake, phony. I I just did not get it at all. Yeah, and the thing of it is, with all these protesters, even with when uh, you know Trump was made aware, because of course he's he's made aware. He's watching TV, but um, you know, just had a, a very open. He had an open and 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 successful uh, meet with the president. And he was told about the protesters, and, and he's talking about, he started tweeting, that's his thing, uh, that it was very unfair. Um, and it was his first comment about the protesters, protesters um, of one of the few statements that he had made since claiming victory over Hillary. But, um, you know, um, when, um, what was it, in 2012, after Obama was elected to a second term, Trump had tweeted that uh, we can't let this happen. We should march on Washington and, and, and stop this advocacy. Our nation is totally divided. And this is what Trump was saying about Obama back in 2012, right? Now here it is, 2016, and here is Trump. He's tweeting a, a whole different tone, okay? He says he, he loves the fact that the small groups of protesters uh, last night have a passion for our great country. We will all come together and be proud. Now, see, when it was happening to Obama, he was all against it. We need to do this. We need to do that. Our, our country is divided. Our country is can be no more divided than it is right now with him having he spoke, been. He spoke it into existence. He did Exactly. So now, you know, condemning um, um, Trump's, uh, everything, all his crude comments about women and his attacks on immigrants, uh, the, the, the demonstrators across the country, uh, you know, marched along the cities and the blocks. Like you said, they're marching all uh, here in L.A., open San Francisco, back east, even in foreign, up in Canada. People are protesting. Never in my lifetime, I can tell you how old I am, but never in my lifetime have I seen a president being so uh, protested against his election. Never in my life. Never. And I don't believe that it has ever happened in these years. Does anybody know? I, I don't know. And you think about, you know, due to the extensive criminal and dangerous behavior, you know, that's happened. Some, like you said, some of them just, just turn, turn crazy. So break. First it turned into a peaceful march, and then it just, you know, these people just turn crazy, you know. These ignorant people that go out there, people who are hired, hired to uh, bring uh, the, the riotous righteousness into into crowds, and there you go. You had the high school, the high schools with their teachers going out, walking down the streets, demonstrating. 
so much going on. They want to see change. People want to see change. Of course, we all want to see change to this nation, but we want to see change for the right thing. And how years have we been wanting change? Uh, hello. We, we as African Americans, you know, we have seen that it's been uh, no change for us. It's just getting worse. It's just, uh, you know, a, a, a cover-up. That's what I see. Um, so I want to ask, what is everyone's year one prediction? Oh, what is year one's prediction? Well, I just, uh-huh. I just want to just piggyback off of what you said before we move on. You know, uh-huh. um, the protest, protesting it, it serves a purpose, right? Because it's just like a symptom. We, we're grieving right now. So the first, the first symptom of grief is is to go out there and get angry, right, and protest. But we have to learn a lesson. You know, we are not back in the civil rights day when protesting. Um, you you can't protest to somebody who don't like you, right? Because they're not gonna do nothing for you. So now we have to move beyond protest and do something else. Right. That, you know, it's like I mean, we sitting up there screaming about what we want about somebody that had no mm-hmm. intentions of giving us anything, anyways, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we cannot. That's not gonna work these days. This it calls. This is a different day, and it calls for a different type of action. So that's my thought on protesting. I think it serves its purpose because it lets people hear that you're upset about something. But if the people you're shouting at don't give a crap about what you're shouting about, then then why are you doing it? You gotta do something else. Exactly. In a way, in a way, Trump being elected was really good for America, because now we're talking like what you're talking. We gotta do something different. Look, now it's in our face that we don't really have no power when we vote. Now racism is showing its ugly head all across the United States. They're attacking people. Do you know they're attacking people everywhere? Yeah. Black people are being attacked everywhere. Mexicans are being attacked. Muslims are being attacked. Yes. So they're, it, and they're it, leaving it, signs. They're leaving signs. Uh, it, some uh, white whites get the White House back, and and oh, there was something else they said. Oh, but you know, you know, it, it lifted the veil. Yeah. It lifted the veil. You know what I mean? Yeah. Of, of everybody thinking racism don't exist. You tripping, man? It exists. I mean, it exists at so many levels. How many black quarterbacks are there? There's a reason why they don't want to let a black person be a quarterback. They're like, no, nah, you ain't smart enough. you got to be white, really, to be a quarterback. And then they hate on you when you get the position to try to make you look stupid so they can keep it all white. So racism is just everywhere in the school systems. I went to the different schools, so I know for a fact. I went to different schools. So if you can be prejudiced at school level, then something's wrong with this country. The education that I got at an all-white school and Sun Valley Junior High was much different two miles down to Madison Junior High where some kids was being bused to. But then it was dramatically different when I went back to Compton where they kids were being bused from. Dramatically, the education was so different. I went from running to my classroom, trying to be the first one there, to running away from my classroom, trying to hit a fence and get out of that school. You know, mm-hmm. overnight, in one year's time. I see, I mean, I literally witnessed a different types of school. I went to school in uh, Houston, Texas. I went to school in Denver, Colorado. I went to school in Kansas City, Kansas. And each one of them was different. You know, all the ones out of town were bombed. They was off the chain. It's just the, the inner city ones, only the ones in the good white European neighborhoods have the good schools. I lived in Lake Elsinore. My kids, my kids brought home more um, things that they made in class in a week 
in a month that my kids, my my kids, when I didn't live in Nicholson or brought home in a year, I was able to keep everything they made that year and hold it and keep it and keep it for a couple of years. That's about how much stuff they made. But at the end of the month in, in Lake Elsinore, I had so much stuff, bags and stuff, that I had to start throwing stuff away because I had nowhere to keep it. I that's mean, they were keeping their minds. Yeah, but that's because they are not spending any money. They are only spending money in the affluent neighborhoods. They are not spending any money in the urban neighborhoods, and which is wrong. The money should be dispersed evenly, but it's not. It's not. It's like when they, you know, the protesters, even with the, the, the Black Lives Matter, you know, when they had that protest and, and, it, and, it, and it, was, uh, it was transformed into, into something where uh, the demonstrators, uh, not even affiliated with the groups. But know, what is the purpose? Was, I don't even know what the purpose of it is anymore. Because what I've seen them doing, all I've seen them doing is trying to incite a riot. That's all I've seen it, them doing. It, there's a riot, but they, but they say, like it was saying, they're not coming to show solidarity. They're coming because they know there's a big group around, and they just want to be part of a big group doing doing things that are not showing solidarity. They're not there for for a cause. They're there to cause a riot. Okay, really? yeah, they they, they're causing ruckus. They wasn't. I don't know no purpose. They wasn't talking to other people like they were trying to gain members, like like you know, like get people to join the organization. They weren't acting like that at all. I don't even know what they was about. You got to think about this, though, Joe. Those are plants. So, you know, did you notice when you were there, they focused on those people. So when you look at the TV and you look at, and it's a narrative that they're trying to to show, right? So these are violent folks. One or two of the officers started laughing. The, the guy said, the, what the people said something to him, and he laughed. And the laugh to me looked like, yeah, I remember you said that you was going to say that in rehearsal. That's what it looked like. Like, yeah. he laughed like, I'm supposed to be mad right now, but that was funny what you just said. You know, like, I'm like, it, it wasn't serious. It, 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 was, it was just, it's just, I don't know nobody that just wants to go and holler at the police. Hey, you, th- these people had nothing to do with none of the incident. They, these are just people that showed up to secure the, the, the area. They didn't have nothing to do with the shooting. They're just sitting there, you, 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 you. I, I don't know nobody that wants to do that. <laughs> they got to do that. But, yeah, but, so, you let, know. so look, but look, look, look let's, let's, let's get back to this question, though, because we see all this is going on, and here it is, what, we all, November is almost gone, and we're getting ready to go in December. We have this month coming up, and before we know it, January, okay? So when we talk about January coming up and and this whole year, I mean, wh- what can we think we can see? Because I, we see all the demonstrations. We see all the, um, the you know, disgust that was going on. And, okay, so where is the solution? What do we see that's going to happen? And, and what individuals that are in power that we can see that are going to be able to make a difference? Because right now, all I see is white in the White House. And right. Ben Carson, Ben Carson was asked to join. But his words, and what just astounded me, was that I don't have, I don't have the experience to hold that position that they were asking him to, to join. But then what? How were you running for president? So, did you think that he was running before before president because you saw Donald Trump? 
didn't have no experience either. So you have this, you have this, this ahead of you. You're thinking, okay, we got to think ahead. Okay, let's think ahead. What, what's going to take place? And it's just so mind-boggling, people. You're, it's really mind-boggling. Ladies and gentlemen, you're here at T25CL Galaxy Talk Radio here at Roslyn's Corner. Of course, you know I got to give a shout-out to our company, T25CL Entertainment, and all the great things are, uh, that we're uh, um, uh, doing with our company, uh, with the entertainment, um, our new venue, of course, uh, bringing in new entertainment. And if you're an independent uh, artist and you're looking to get your music out there on a global platform, on a global scale, we welcome you to join us here at T25CL. Join our family because there's so much going on and great things are happening. Of course, we have our other radio shows. Monday night, we have Lorenzo Elvis Murphy with Compton Politics, Miss um, Barbara McGee and Rodney Best with uh, Straight Talk from the Higher Brush. And, of course, my show on Wednesday. Thursday night tomorrow, we got Dr. Nenano Kweku and Corey Jeffries with Soul Vibrations. And we wrap up the week with our sister Sandra Keys with Keys to the Kingdom, talking about the gospel industry. Um, we just had a comment from Boeing Snap. And Boeing Snap said the entire education system is a scam, kindergarten to college. If you want to know exactly how that is, check this series of videos out. And he gave a video of, of going to YouTube, and there's a, a link, uh, youtube.com forward slash watch, question mark, V equals Y-Q-I-W underscore I-848-T-8. And that's the link. You can go and watch talk about the education system. So it's so much going on, and you want to, you want to, I mean, as an individual, myself, and it starts with each of, uh, each of us as individuals, what can I do to make a difference? Um, but it, it takes all of us in solidarity. Uh, man, the solidarity seems like a, a, a word that's so obsolete. But it needs to be brought back. We need solidarity. And before I before I, I, I close out my show, I want somebody to give us. Uh, oh, we just had a caller come in and see who this caller is. Uh, Ken E. Ken talk show. Ken. Uh, yes. Give us your name. Hi. How are you, Ken? I'm doing fine. How are you? I'm doing very well. Very well. Uh, well, our comments uh, today on our show is. Uh, regarding this election year and how it has really impacted our country, uh, I'm sure you know what's going on. Do you have a question or comment for tonight? Well, not yet. I'm just chiming in. I'm just going to sit back and listen for a minute, and then I'll probably give you my two cents in a few minutes. Okay. Well, your two cents is due right now because our show is getting ready to wrap up. <laughs> what? Okay. Yeah, our show's at 7.30, my brother, but I'm more than happy to have you back again. Okay, well, I'll probably have to come back. I don't have um, anything to ask right now. I'm just trying to deal with the shock that Donald Trump won. And I'm just thinking maybe they should get rid of those electoral votes. I mean, why was that set up in the first place? Exactly. Well, see, that was set up when the Constitution was drawn up. Right. Okay. So when the Constitution was drawn up, the electoral vote was put into place for those small 
rural countries, I mean, cities out there where people were not able to uh, get out to the places to go vote. So they, they set up the electoral votes. Um, I'm just paraphrasing. I know there's more to it. But in a nutshell, now. The yeah, it sounds like a handicap to me. Yeah, but the popular vote, the popular vote now, Hillary has over a million popular votes right now. Right, so the right. popular vote was the key uh, uh, instrument to getting you elected. Hillary would be in that office right now. Right. But because the electoral vote, uh, Donald Trump run those 270 electoral votes, he's in the White House. And it, Unfortunately, that's the way it happened. It happened that way before, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, with Al Gore. Al yes, Gore. with Al Gore it happened. Exactly. One, exactly. Thing I know, one thing I do know I want to add to this is that uh, you can't fight hate with hate. It's just not going to happen. No. And a lot of people are getting angry and latching out, not realizing that that's not, you're not going to fix, that nothing's going to get fixed. Now, as we see that nobody really got our back and we start to focus on each other and start to love each other and lift each other up, and we can come together and love will conquer hate any day. And that's what needs to happen. We need to love each other again. There's no love in our black community like it used to be. There's no grown person coming out with a football and getting all the kids to play and taking them to the park with baseball bats and gloves and and and, and, and you get in trouble down the street and the parents bring you down the street and tell tell you the parents and the parents yeah, get on the kids instead of the other parents. You know, mm-hmm. uh, the family values has, has been lost. The big mama is being lost. You know, the original Medea, you know, the the oldest woman, like I said earlier, the oldest woman in the family being the matriarch Make of the sure. family and yeah, ran the show. Sure. And I'm talking about the real big mama, the real Medea, not the Kevin, not the, that's the, right. the Martin Lawrence and the Tyler Perry one. I ain't talking about them because that's giving us a bad name. That's giving our OG mamas a bad name, the one that would keep the Sunday dinners going and was always the all-wise and the all-knowing. And you can ask herself that she, that's why in the movie The Matrix, the black woman was the oracle. And when she passed away, they replaced her with another black woman. Because that goes all the way to ancient times. It's like to, to just right today. We need to get back to our traditions, and we can save ourselves and love ourselves again. And, and when we love ourselves, we can then extend love to others. Yeah, you know? but sound like technology kind of hurt us too. Because before that, we didn't have the cell phones or anything. We went outside and played football. Couldn't wait for Thanksgiving dinner to be ready. Mm-hmm. We'd be out football. Talking to everybody, you. walking up and down the street. You. Now everybody's in there playing PlayStation. At, at mm-hmm. the same time, at the same time, it's what's waking us up and getting us to come together too. Uh, uh, so what what was was meant to be bad, we're actually flipping it into something good because now we're sharing knowledge with each other. I told somebody, I told a bunch of people five years ago. I said it's going to be a, a new fad. Everybody going to start one Afros, men Afrocentric. But the difference this time, we have the information to bag up what we're doing. Before we didn't, we didn't have access to this information. It, uh, technically, um, um, from an African point of view, this is the third year of Aquarius. Aquarius is shown part in water. Water represents knowledge. Was, the Egyptians called this the Ino stage. This is 12,000 years ago or better. They called it the Ino stage where we're in right now. Water being poured upon us, knowledge being poured upon us, and coincidentally, this is the age of information. And what's unifying us all across the planet, because it ain't no just no hood thing no more. 
with the stuff that I'm on, with right. our history. It's a universal thing now. If you go on my Facebook page, you're going to see people from all around the world. I just had somebody hit me up from Pakistan yesterday. He's been hitting me up. Hey, friend, hey, tell me more. You know, I'm like, you know, I'm like wow, so are you safe out there? He's like, not really. And woo, woo, woo. I'm like, wow. You know what I'm saying? It's a, it's a, it's a global awakening. I mean, I'm connecting to people all over the planet. But see, the brainwashing that went down here in America went down everywhere. Everywhere these the slave trappers went outside their own home and put their religion down at. They put down their philosophy and ideologies and the way to look at life and forced everybody to change their traditions. See, that's what the Boko Haram got mad about. I looked at a video with them, a, a documentary with them, and they said, look here, they called us Muslims, but we was here before Islam came. He said, we had these traditions before Islam came. He said, we just didn't fight it. They said, oh, y'all call this Islam? Okay. <laughs> he like, that's okay. He said, what happened was, as the foreigners came in and was taking all the people and putting them in school, they started changing them. They started bringing TV in, McDonald's in. They said, next thing you know, they was buying makeup, wigs, and, and whitening their face. Next thing you know, crime went up, pregnancy went up, out of wedlock. All this stuff started going out off the roof in their face overnight within a year. They mm-hmm. said, wait, hold up. This the that's the real reason they kidnapped those 200 girls. They put them back into their community because they were losing their women. They was losing our traditional family values by letting our kids go with them and be turned out, especially the ones, they said most of the ones was going to school in Virginia and then coming back and getting government office building, and then they was passing laws to help their agenda. So it's like, oh, no. We, they they mm-hmm. tried to wipe everybody out that was uh, uh, dealing with America. They wanted to get back to some regular Values that we have, everybody was married, nobody was killing each other. Woo, 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 woo. You know, but okay, yeah. So let me let me let me go back to um um Alex because Alex, I'm I'm gonna let you um um give a last a comment tonight, okay? Before we before we wrap it up, um. But uh, let let me make this statement first though, because um this was another interesting uh, um statement that someone had made that we needed to fight hate with education. Joseph fight hate with love, and real journalism. Man, you talk about people going after the news. Fox News is just, whoa, down in tanks. Not corporate whoa. news and TV. Then humanity will be able to make common sense decisions. Wow. We, we definitely need to make common sense decisions. And so let me, let me go to Alex. Alex, give me your, your comment for tonight. Okay, well, you talk about um, we need solidarity. One person recently said all skin folks ain't kin folks, right? So we gotta, we gotta, we gotta try to come together as a people, but we gotta understand that there's some of us that we gotta let leave behind because we have some people, and I'm sorry to use this expression, but they cooning, and we gotta just let them stay, and hopefully they come along. But we have to try to unite. But those of us who are awake and try to make ourselves better, and we have to start locally in our own communities. We can't just keep talking. we got to start doing because we realize. Yeah, okay, and now we got, yeah, now we We, have, looks like we got Chief on the line. Uh, Chief, are you there? Chief is in the house. What's up, man? West is woe. Brother Joe Knowledge, West is woe. Hotel. Oh, oh, Tep, Sister Lisa and Sister Alex. What's up with us? Good night, good night, Chief. 
Good night. It's good morning. Can't say good night. <laughs> he said, what's up? Good night. We're just getting the party started. <laughs> and, and, and also, special guest tonight from Antioch, California, Brother Kenny Ken. And what's up with it, man? What's up? <laughs> you ready to play some football in the street between the telephone poles, man? Uh, maybe a few years ago. I'm glad they got TV now. Uh-oh. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. How are we going to save the world, people? We have to start with the kids. We have to re-educate outside of the education that they already have. We have to teach them how to be entrepreneurs, how to be thinkers instead of followers. Um, the Moses story brought, brought something to me a long time ago when they was in the forest. And um, and, and the next city said, no, nah, y'all can't come here. We cool on y'all. And they, 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 they had negotiation. They said, all right, look, we'll take the kids. We'll take the sick. We'll take the elderly. But the rest of y'all, we cool on y'all. With y'all philosophy, y'all ideology, y'all can stay right there. But these kids, we can re-educate them in our system and blend them into our laws and they can live comfortably with us. We'll take care of the sick. We'll watch the sick and take care of the elderly. But you people with y'all stuck on philosophies, we can let y'all have that, stay there with y'all that, and, 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 and good luck with that. Brother Knowledge, but, but here's yeah. the way we gotta we have to do this. Because it's gotta be moved from just a talking point into an actuality. And right. We can't just depend on the system. You can't just depend on at the house. Somebody's got a dog. Who got a dog? Not me. Uh, me neither. <laughs> All right, go no ahead. Dogs. Go ahead. No dogs. And um, but this thing has got to do. You, you, all you got to do is just reflect back on on your life. And when we all were growing up as as youngsters, and you remember, it, you know, when you go to the, the to the weekend churches, and after the church, you come home to somebody's big mama's house. Somebody had a big mama. And then that's when the family would come together and you would have a Sunday dinner and then you could sit around and, and talk about things. And so all of this stuff really starts at home. And then once you get that home structure together and you educate your kids, your, your kids can deal with anything that's out there. It don't matter who's in, in that White House. It don't matter if it's Trump, Hillary, or Barack. We should be able to cope and deal. And you've got to remove that fear factor. I get several calls a day from people, just like Brother Joe Knowledge. As soon as this thing went down, people calling me from Africa, Tanzania, Nigeria. Okay, brother, it's time for you to come home, chief. Come home. And uh, and, and people say, what you going to do? What you going to do? Amen. I'm going to keep on living. I mean, this Trump is, is, is not going to stop anything that we're doing here at T25CL. It's not about me. It's about T25CL, and T25CL is going to take care of everybody. And so we're going to keep our house in order, and, and we're going to do – we practice what we preach. That's why we made a motion picture, United We Stand. I've been on the phone with people. That's why I was so late getting on to the call this evening. 
damn phone still blowing up. And uh, and and people are taking notice. The United we stand now. And now they're talking all kind of good things about how they want to put it out there into the various media markets. And so all we have to do is do our good work, continue the good work. The world would recognize it because everything we do has a message about it. It ain't about uh, one of us walking around and looking like a woman and putting on some shoes and lipstick and, and talk, acting the damn fool on, on, on the big screen. We talk about ways that we can save our people, and not only do we talk about it, we actually implement it and we deploy it and we put it into action. So watch what we're going to do. Watch. Just keep on watching. We're going to come from out of nowhere and be somewhere in due time. All yeah. things come to yeah. time. And don't worry about who's at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Yeah. As a matter of fact, <laughs> you better hope that Trump stays in there because if Pence comes in there, you're really in trouble. Then we have to deal with him. And so... Um, don't worry about D.C. Don't even give them that type of energy. Remove the fear factor. That's the first thing you have to do is remove fear. Fear is what kicks them in the behind because they put this mess on all these television shows, radio shows and stuff, and they want to scare you. They want to intimidate you, and they always got to have a boogeyman somewhere along the way. Somebody, the boogeyman's going to get you. The hell with that boogeyman. Come knocking at my door, I'm going to kick you square in your back. Remove that fear. Let's keep on marking like soldiers, people. Let's do it. Mm -hmm. Chief out. Very well said. Very well said. Thank you, Chief. Um, Lisa, we haven't heard from you in a minute. Then we're going to go to Ken. Go ahead, Lisa. Uh oh, do we lose Lisa? Oh, she said good night, so she bounced. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, go ahead, Ken. Do you have a last uh, comment for tonight for our show? No, I don't. This is just my first time coming on and just seeing what was going on, so it kind of caught me off guard. So next time I'll do my homework and get on here and and talk about a few things. Well, you but, know what? We're, we're, living this life. we're living this life. Uh, huh? We're living this life every day, Ken, so... You know, it's just like just coming on and just holding a conversation. You don't have to do no whole lot of history, learning all the kind of stuff, because you're living it every day. And so, so well, just one thing that just disturbed me, I just seen or just heard something about, is that um, some mayor up in Virginia, a representative, started talking about the first lady being an ape in heels. Oh, yeah, but they got rid of him. They got rid of him. Yeah, well, we're just getting ready. That's just the beginning. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mm -hmm. mean, you know, ever since uh, he started in in the office, um, though, they definitely reared their ugly heads. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and now, they got, now they got Donald Trump in office. I can say one thing. Now, Donald Trump is supposed to do what? He's supposed to be on the wall. He's supposed to get rid of Obamacare. And there's quite a few more things he's supposed to do. And you know, I got to tell people every day, I say, I bet you he don't get rid of none of it. No. You know, because they're going to realize right. Obamacare is good. How are you going to tell some of them other folks that they want, we're going to take uh, your medical away now, you know, the ones that voted for you? Well, you and see, he backed off of all that. He's done he backed back off the wall. Backed off. He backed yeah. off the health insurance. And he said he's going to build, you know, going to have Mexico build a wall. And uh -huh. that, that president over there is just laughing. Now he's just talking about a fence. 
Okay, so he's backtracking <laughs> on a lot of stuff. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah, he's going to be able to pick and fence. It's already a fence up. It's already uh, radar systems and yeah. helicopters, <laughs> planes. They already got everything yeah. checked. It ain't like it's just open. But see, the higher, the higher you go up, the deeper they go down. Anyway. And that's the way it goes. I mean, they find in tunnels every day. You know, tunnels you can drive cars through. You know, it's like going through the county car or something. Right, some of them—that's their job to just dig tunnels, and 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 the, and the, and the mafia, I mean, the mafia, but these drug cartels make enough money to pay the people to do it. Oh yeah, yes they do, mm-hmm. yes they do, and that's another situation. So how, how's he gonna handle all this? He has no experience, none. I, 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 I. expose some of these secrets, like Bush exposed secrets of how America is running. Mm. Yeah. He, he reminded yeah. me of the movie with Chris Rock when he ran for president and actually won. Yeah. <laughs> he was yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, wait a minute, I won? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this yeah. is You've been here at T25CL Galaxy Talk Radio here at Roswell's Corner. Of course, it's always been a great, great, great show. Um, and we want to thank Alex and Lisa and Joe Knowledge and Chief and Ken. You got to call in some more, okay? Yes, and, uh And uh, our our um, uh, person on the chat, Boeing underscore Snap. Great comment. Really appreciate it. Um, but listen, tune in to our other shows. Uh, Chief, you want to give our listening audience a little bit of what's coming up soon with uh, T25CL? Chief, 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 Chief. United we stand. United we stand. Keep watching out for it. It's coming to the big screen. And, um, you know, and everybody that's touched it, I mean, like I said, people calling me today. Went and saw the trailer. Now they're hooking me up with uh, major distributors out of Florida. And um, it's just people love the work that, that we've done. And we're going to do it even bigger and better the next time around. And we're looking forward to other things happening. I think we got some shows coming up, what, December 9th and 10th? Exactly. With, exactly. Uh, with uh, Cleveland Jones and, and yourself, the Five Tempting Men. Mm-hmm. And so we'll be mm-hmm. talking about that pretty soon because we need to start promoting marketing, advertising, that, talking about it. And so um, we got a lot of good things that's happening. And, and this came about because we had the screening down there, and and people saw the film and, and, and saw the reality behind this thing. And so we moved it beyond a talking point, and now it's all real right now. So we, we roll, we we rolling with it. We're yeah, going to shock is- Yes, we're gonna shock the world. We're not only gonna shock, you know, our city, our our state, our country. We're gonna shock the world because it was such a great endeavor. The screening was very successful, and you know, people enjoyed the entertainment. They enjoyed the documentary. Uh, there wasn't a dry eye. People enjoyed every bit of the movie, and it just seemed like it was over before you knew it. Um, and it's a nice, lengthy movie. So I I just look um, for great, great things coming forth with this movie. And like uh, Chief said, we're going to be doing even greater things. It just takes it from one level to the next. We don't look to be going backwards. We're steady moving forward. And those who are wanting to come on board because we got a great family, we're looking to have more people join us. 
because more people, once they see the movie and, and even the trailer, uh, they say, wow, how could I be a part? So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you've been here at Roswell's Corner. We want to thank everyone for joining in, those who are listening in. Of course, this show has been recorded. You can go back and listen to it in the next couple of hours. And I know our family across the pond, they will be listening to it because they always do listen to all our shows. And so um, without any further ado, we want to just sign off. want to thank everyone for joining us tonight. And does anyone have any last question or comment before I sign off? Good job. All right. Awesome. Awesome. Well, everyone, I want to grant everyone have a good night. Good night, everyone. Good night. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus.